What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to Nerdwide Podcast. This is episode 22. Of course, I'm your host, Tyler Hayes. What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to Nerdwide Podcast. This is episode 22. Of course, I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, with Mr. Chris Rivers over here to my right or my left. It depends what visual image you're looking at here. Or if you're listening on audio, he's just here right beside me. Have you want to picture that? How you doing, Tyler? I am well. How are you? I'm a little bit exhausted this week, but uh, it's uh, just the webs we weave, if you will. Get a little bit yeah. literary on you. How's work yeah. been? Uh, a little bit crazy. Um, we managed to avoid overtime as in an extra day this week, but we I was there till 4, 4.30 in the morning a couple of nights. And no, I don't like that. No, it's yeah, it throws everything off. <laughs> yeah, no. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, we did a uh, put a vanity in. I put a new sink in. I put a new mirror up. We did a new fan for my oldest daughter's room, and we put a bed up. So, it, it's been a little busy of a weekend. Yeah. That's why uh, this episode will be going live on Monday instead of a Sunday like we, we sometimes do. Uh, just been a little little back extenuating yeah, exercises, if you will. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, guys, this is the Nerdwide Podcast, episode 22, and we're going to tell you all about some fun things this week. Of course, we're going to see what we've been listening and watching and playing. And also, we've got some uh, news about Robbie and Mel with the Upload Season 2. We've got our movie review of Thunder Force. And we also have Mad Mickelson Indiana Jones news. Guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you go to YouTube.com and go to search in NerdWide in the search bar. Find us, subscribe to us, give us a thumbs up if you like the show. If you don't like the show, hit the comments. Let us know what you didn't like instead of giving us a thumbs down. Hit the bell if you really like the show. But if you want to do more... Patreon.com slash NerdWide. We've got three different tiers where you can pay us a couple of dollars every month. We'll give you some special goodies in that way. It's all listed on Patreon.com slash NerdWide. But if you want to do audio, you can go to your favorite audio podcast services. Give us a subscribe there and let us know what you think about it in the comments. And rate and review us if you're on Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast is one of the biggest podcasting services. And we would like some reviews on there from you guys. But let's get right into it, Chris. Of course, we're going to start off with our thoughts on Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not caught up on Episode 5, this is your warning now. We're going to be talking about this for a little bit. The spoilers tag is uh, up on the pod, on the video podcast. So, this is your warning now. It's Chris. Mm-hmm. couple of things about this one. This episode yeah. was, was very well done narratively. A uh, huh. lot of fun action at the very beginning. We got some answers we didn't know about or we, we've been questioning. Like, why isn't uh, Bucky wanting the shield? Well, it turns out that him and uh, Steve Rogers have already had a discussion. And I've already talked about this prior to uh, Sam getting the shield. Uh, I thought that was real well done. But one of the biggest things that a lot of people are talking about is the big cameo. We talked about it last week. Of course, we were very off uh, when it comes to (laughs) uh, these things. Um, I want to make sure I get the actress's name right and the Julia Louise Dreyfus. 
Yes, and then she played, uh, if I could get to this article, and it would actually load. She plays Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine is her character's name. So, but this has also come out that she was, she appears in Black Widow. Right. And that is why it is uh, a little bit confusing and seemed a little bit out of left field. It was supposed to be a bigger moment. Of course, this is coming out a year. This show came out a year after Black Widow was already supposed to premiere. And, of course, with all the pushbacks, it's still not out. But here we are. And getting up close to it in three or two, about three months. So, what do you think, Chris? What did you think of the cameo? And where do you think we're going from, from here with her? Um. As for the cameo itself, I, I just feel like Marvel has done so much with big reveals and big cameos that this kind of, in the moment, felt like a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. Uh, I I thought for a second that they were going to have swerved us and that when you know we see him leave the, I guess you would say it's like a tribunal. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting in the hallway, and then we see this pair of shoes coming down the hallway. Uh, it's like a, a low shot behind whoever's walking. And I thought for a second, I was like, this is going to be Jennifer Walters. Mm-hmm. This is going to be She-Hulk. She's coming in. She's going to say, look, let me help you. I, it wasn't a wow moment. I don't think it would have been a wow moment had Black Widow already dropped. I don't think the character is that well known to casual fans. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting character though because at one point she was known as Madame Hydra, and that's uh, that's she, what I think. That's where I'm thinking they're going with her. She infiltrated Shield. She, she worked. With, she was worked close with Nick Fury. They were. They were smashing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were lovers of the she, night. She infiltrated Hydra, but it turns out from what I remember from the comics, and, and I I went back and I, I read up on the character, uh, she was with Leviathan, mm-hmm. uh, which is the Russian version, I guess you would say, of Hydra. And um, so she possibly was even trained in the Red Room just like Black Widow. I think that's where our connection is going to start coming in. Yeah, this is where it's it's going to get interesting long term for the show. It just it didn't it didn't pop as a reveal. Uh because this is something that's we're probably not going to see the full payoff of till beyond Black Widow at mm-hmm. some point. A lot of people that I have seen and listened to on different podcasts are thinking she's going to be the the new uh, Nick Fury before the Thunderbolts. And um, I thought we were going to get a Thunderbolts reveal this episode with General Ross and having, because he is the main caretaker of the raft, where, of course, is where the Wakandans took Zemo. Again, that's another question. Why would the Wakandans take him to the raft? I think there's like an international play there. I'm sure it'll get revealed later on. Because Marvel does not do anything without a reason for it. Right. And they don't do anything dumbly. 
Um, You're that DC. Yeah, right. They've they're listen. Marvel is ten steps ahead. DC right. is like two steps behind when they plan their stuff. But mm-hmm. oh, the DC EU. Uh, I I didn't really enjoy the reveal. I I knew that I could tell who she. I don't know. She's been in something else I've watched. The the actress. She was, well, she was in Seinfeld as Elaine. Seinfeld. That's where everyone keeps calling she, her from. She was also on Veep. And as well as the new adventures of old Christine, and which she was on with uh, Clark Gregg, by the way. Oh, see. So, so I mean, it's. I knew when they did that reveal, and she did the whole card thing. I was like, I wonder. I, I did think I was like, is, is this something to do with something else? I said because it just it seems way too vague for a, a Marvel thing for us now. And then after watching the episode and getting online, everyone said, oh, that cameo reveal was supposed to be a bigger deal because of Black Widow. I was like, oh, okay. So that makes a lot more sense. Uh, I really, really, really enjoyed the fight scene at the very beginning uh, with all three of them. And the way that they, Bucky and Sam worked together and the the, the the tones behind it and just and then the whole the whole tones for the whole show with the conversations with Isaiah Bradley and him and Sam and how there were, there never will be a black Captain America and what that sets up for the sh- the rest of the show and the rest of the MCU and, and then you know him and Bucky and Sam fixing the boat together doing that whole little uh, getting to know each other the whole little buddy aspect I mean who right. who would have known Bucky was right handed. If you would have paid, if people are saying though, if you would have paid attention, he's always been right-handed. They just everyone always assumed he used the left hand, which is what Sam assumed, and they got revealed. And then the 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 U.S. agent um, post-credit scene, because mm-hmm. it's definitely what he's doing. And I'm like, oh, this guy is unhinged, uh, of course. Yeah. But this is just a big setup for the finale of next week, which it's. I mean, we knew this episode, this series was short, but um, I wanted more. But we'll see what happens yeah. next week. And then the the whole time, I don't know how Sam has his willpower, but him not opening up the stupid container, suitcase, box, whatever you want to call it, which obviously has his, his Captain America suit in it, really bugs me. Yeah. But I love the training montage. And I think that my favorite part of the whole episode was when Bucky wakes up and sees uh, Sam's nephews playing with the shield and imagining and things like that. And just a big smile is on uh, Sebastian Stan's face. That, yeah. that was the best. Because that's what that shield stands for, you know. And he realized it during that moment. Man, this is such a good series. I can't wait for next week. I hate to yeah, see it, it go, but I can't wait. It needs to be longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's such a natural... Uh, but also fitting dialogue for the time that we're in about would not all of America, <clears throat> but would a certain segment of America accept a black man as Captain America. Mm-hmm. And we know sadly that there's a lot of people out there that wouldn't. It's absolutely and ridiculous. I, I can't wait though. Oh man, I I just can't wait because it's I, seeing a lot of people on Twitter, um, like uh, a lot of black people on Twitter, reacting to this episode, and they're saying the same thing. Like you know, no, this wasn't, but this is awesome. We're getting a a black Captain America, 
And I mean, that's what they're, that's what they're building towards. And that's what we've, we've known from the beginning is what's going to happen. And as you see how excited everybody is, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked. I can't wait to see that suit. Oh, I can't wait. It's, it's, it's going to be really cool. Um, I did want to say though, kind of jumping back a little bit, we were talking about the cameo. One of the cameos I saw rumored that I don't think we talked about last show. I saw it after we'd recorded and I was like, that would be a really, really cool reveal. It didn't fit what they were doing, but, uh, as far as the tease, what if Wilson Fisk is revealed as the power broker? Oh, do not give me. Oh, I've got chills. You can't see it. Oh my God. I would love nothing more than to have Wilson Fisk as the power broker. Oh, I'm still pretty it's sure it's, it's definitely possible. I still think it's Sharon Carter uh, because she even had like a small scene. She hired Brock, uh, Brock, Brock, the French guy, the St. George Pierre. She called him and hired him to help kill Sam and the, you know, the flag smashers. So I'm very concerned what's going on there. Is she double agent? Is she double agenting? And she just works for the power broker or what's really going on? No, can- there, there was, there was another rumor too about the, the cameo. And I had not ever thought about it um, through us trying to talk through who it might be. But Madripoor has someone that in the comics that lives there and, and lived there for a while with the nickname Patch. And for those who don't know, Patch was an alias that Wolverine used. Mm, so... There, I think it's visitmandrapore.com. Let me see. I was going to pull it up on my phone. But there is Mandrapore. You, you want to talk about a cameo that would have gotten some people watching. Right. What, what if Hugh Jackman had been sitting there? In one of the scenes, or fighting one of the, oh. Well, they, so one of, it's not Visit Mandrapore. It's Mandrapore. It's like a tourist site someone made, or Marvel made. And... It's got like one of the things is codename Mystique. Um, there's another X Men reference in there, and it was also something else tying into the MCU that hasn't been revealed yet. And I'm, from what I'm understanding, it's a Marvel owned website that was made after that last episode. So I don't know. But uh, explore Madripoor. Explore Madripoor. And. It, because uh, I know Mystique's one of them, and there's two other ones, I'm pretty sure, on there. But I don't, like, I don't, I just, I want to know about the X-Men already. I want to know about Fantastic Four. I know Fantastic Four is closer than X-Men is, yeah. because they've already revealed that they are doing a Fantastic Four. But, I'm yeah, sure but you know, the cool, the cool thing about X-Men is there's so many characters mm-hmm. that they could, launch Fantastic Four first but they could still give us one or two of the characters yeah start teasing us a little bit more yeah yeah instead of this uh, William Boner guy Ralph Boner Boner. Rick yeah Ralph (laughs) Ralph Ralph. Boner (laughs) (laughs) it didn't ever pan out it's so annoying um any other thoughts on this week's episode no, not really. It's just, you know, hoping that um, things go the way that we want them to go in the finale. Hopefully they don't get us to that point and then swerve us and make us wait until 
you know, one of the films or something to get our, our payoff of Sam as Cap. Yeah, that's oh, – I better not do that. There are going to be a lot of angry people if that ever happened. But uh, Anthony Mackie might be of one of them. Uh, final thoughts for me, I'm really excited for the fight scenes that's going to happen in Washington next week on the episode. On the episode. All right. Um, and I'm really excited to see these these guys team back up. Um, maybe we see a Sharon Carter reveal of who she's working for. And I swear to God, if it's William Fisk, um, I don't care what time of day, Wilson, I don't care what time of the day, night it is, I'm calling you. Um, <laughs> don't do that. I might not have seen it yet. I don't. You'll probably see it before me. <laughs> I'm excited. It's it's. Um, I hate that it's leaving, but we've got Loki and a couple of. When does Loki, Alexa? When does Loki release? Loki, the TV show, premieres on June 11, twenty one. Okay, just kidding. We've got uh, three months until Loki comes out. I lied. So that's that's a long spell with no Marvel. Well, what about what if? Isn't it supposed to drop soon? I think, uh, what is, what if? Really? Premiere. Tyler? Well, why? <laughs> You're typing to find that, but you ask Alexa about the other one. Well, I just, she, you know how she is. <laughs> well, what if? Uh, it's not, because you just type in what if Disney Plus, and I'm here. What if Marvel? Oh, just says scheduled mid twenty twenty one. Well, I, I guess it makes sense because originally, well, not originally, but before this last bump, Black Widow was supposed to be coming out in May, so it yeah, would've... we would have had some content. Yeah, but originally we were supposed to have once a week some new Marvel content. But, you know, things happen, and and here we are, because I know, yeah, we were supposed to have Black Widow next month. May 7th? I think so. I think it was the 7th. Yeah, 7th is that Friday. So, But I'm just excited. There's a lot of things happening. I'm curious to see what happens to John Walker's character. I really, I don't think they'll kill him off. I will. I do think they'll probably put him in a raft. But he will be U.S. agent. As you see, they're starting to put people in the raft for the Thunderbolts. You'll have uh, General Ross there overseeing everybody. Well, Zemo will probably have a part over it. And then um, John Walker will eventually put in there. And I think that's what they're going to start building towards. I'm glad that the raft is still a thing, though. We haven't seen that since Civil War. But, yeah. but that's it. Spoilers tag is off. Just kidding. My button's not working, but that one does. Um, I've been watching Invincible. The most recent episode's okay. Not the best. Uh, where are you at on the show? I started watching episode three and fell asleep. Yeah, well, I, start, I, yeah. I started it twice. Listen, I'm gonna need you to to call your managers and say, "Hey, we're on a, I'm on a highly, you know, highly successful, and a wildly listened to and watched podcast. Can we get these hours worked out so I can start watching these shows?" And uh, just let me know what they say. If they have any problem, we'll send to our HR department and we'll talk to them. Okay. So, <laughs> just give them my number. And then the other thing I've been watching is The Circle, which was not on the release for TV last week. Our release list, I don't know if it was a surprise drop or not, or if we knew season two was coming. 
but I don't know if you remember this, but when we used to podcast, I talked about The Circle, season one. And so season two came out and dropped four episodes. Oh, I'm so in. I love trashy reality TV. It, oh, God, it's so good, Chris. Oh, it's so good. Um, but that's, that's what I have been watching. But I want to get into – have you watched anything else other than Falcon? No TV, no. No TV? Okay. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. So – uh, let's jump right into our notable news. Of course, here on the Nerdwide Podcast, we're huge Superman and Lois fans. I want to let you all know, as of this recording, we have 30 days into the new Superman and Lois uh, episode Boo. premieres. <laughs> Take that, COVID. Uh, but speaking of CW, let's get right on into our news article here. The Boys spinoff fills out one of its cast members with a CD, CW-verse Rena. Oh, I'm butchering her name. Raina Hardesty. We're going Variety for this one. By Joe Otterson. The untitled spinoff of The Boys is Amazon. at Amazon has added Raina Hardesty to its growing cast. Hardesty joins previously announced cast members Shane Paul McGee, Maddie Phillips, and Amy Sororo, Jazz Sinclair, and Lizzie Broadway, all of whom will play young superheroes. Set at America's only college exclusively for young adult superheroes and run by Vault International, the untitled series is described as an irre- irreverent R-rated show that explores the lives of hormonal competitive soups as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to the test, competing for the best contracts in the best cities. All in. So, uh, of course, this will not be Hardesty's first time playing a character with powers. She previously appeared on both the CWs, The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, as Ro- Joss Martin, a.k.a. Weather Witch. Put a pin in Legends. Yep, put a pin on that one. We're going to come back to the Legends talk here at the end of all of this. I'm glad. Listen, anytime any of our CW-verse people land new gigs, I'm always excited about it. And mm-hmm. I'm glad she's getting more, because she's going to get a lot of eyes from the boy spinoff show. I mean, yeah. arguably more than she would she does on the CW. But I'm, I'm just glad and that's going to be another show I'm going to heavily watch just because that sounds fun. And it sounds a lot x mini than anything. So you're already adding this and uh, and the new Powerpuff. Yeah. Listen, there's a lot coming out. Okay. So yeah, there's, there's a lot. <laughs> just keep throwing it on the plate. That's all we got to do. Keep throwing that on the plate. Speaking of throwing more to the plate, Robbie Amell tweets out a picture of the upload cast and crew that season two has officially wrapped filming. Of course, that means it's going into post-production which I am hoping we get upload season two towards the end of the year. I don't think it's been announced yet, but it'll be exciting. And then I also want to go into our next news article talking about uh, some of our people that we love getting new shows. Of course, Gabriel Luna will play Tommy in the Last of Us HBO series. I know what you're thinking, Chris. Who is Gabriel Luna? Well, if you watch the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he was a ghost writer and just a damn good one on top of that. Yeah. Uh, going to Variety.com again for this one by Joe Arson as well. The Last of Us series adaptation HBO has added Gabriel Luna to its cast, Variety has learned. Luna joins previously announced series leads Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey, who stars Joel and Ella respectively. Luna will star as Tommy, Joel's younger brother, a former soldier who hasn't lost his sense of idealism and hope for a better world. They just keep adding more and more good people, and I'm really excited about this. He's going to be a real good Tommy. 
He he will be. It's uh, now the only the only hang up, and it's me nitpicking. Is they look like there's nothing about them that says they could be siblings. Yeah. You know, oh, it, they'll they'll make it work though. I've, I hope. So. <laughs> yeah. I I've got so much complete faith in this, and I especially with a uh, with a Drucker doing it. I just I'm telling you that Drucker uh, Neil. Uh, who's the director? Who's the creative director? Neil Druckmann. Uh, overseeing everything. There's no way. There's no way it won't be bad. Um, but speaking of bad news, uh, it is with sad news that Helen McCrory, who those of you might know as Polly Gray on Peaky Blinders, and uh, probably more people for this podcast, Narcissa, Narcissa, Narcissa Malfoy in the Harry Potter movies has passed away. Uh, she died late or early Friday morning. Got a statement from her husband here that he tweeted out. I'm heartbroken to announce that after an heroic battle with cancer, the beautiful and mighty woman that is Helen McCrory has died peacefully at home, surrounded by a wave of love from fans and family. She lived as she died as she lived, fearlessly. God, we love her and know how lucky we are to have had her in our lives. She blazed so brightly. Go now, little one, into the air, and thank you. Uh, a little bit of sad news. Um... I honestly didn't know she had cancer and was struggling with that. I know we have a new season of Peaky Blinders coming out soon. So I want to see, curious to see how that works. But uh, rest in power, rest in peace, and a little bit of sad news I had to throw in there. But let's go into a little bit different sad news here. A little, little different tone here. Amazon's Lord of the Rings series season one will cost a record-breaking $465 million to make. By comparison, Game of Thrones costs roughly $100 million per season. We're going to the Hollywood Reporter for this one, and this is by James Hibber. Amazon Studios' Lord of the Rings television show is going to cost all the gold in the Lonely Mountain. That's a Hobbit reference. The Hollywood Reporter has confirmed that Amazon will spend roughly $650 million uh, oh, that's New Zealand money, excuse me, to $465 million in the U.S. dollars for just the first season of the show. That's far above previous reported estimates that pegged the fantasy drama. At, sorry, ads just went all over the screen. Uh, put that pegged the fantasy drama as costing an already record-breaking $500 million for multiple seasons of the show. Quote, what can I tell you is Amazon is going to spend about $650 million in season one alone. Stuart Nash, New Zealand Minister for Economic Development Tourism, told Morning Report. Quote, this is fantastic. It really is. This will be the largest television series ever made. Um, it's a lot of money. And for a show, I'm not the biggest, you know, LOTR fan, but um, it's, a lot, it's a lot of money. And so, comparing it to Game of Thrones I is crazy to me. Yeah, I have not been keeping tabs on this. Is Peter Jackson involved? Um, or no? I, I don't, let me see. Is I got Google it. I don't think he is, but I could be wrong. And you know, because that makes me hesitate if he's not at least as a consultant. You know, you right. would think he's so immersed in the material in the universe. Uh, let's see. Amazon Portland has rights to use elements, though we're unsure from what Jackson himself told Metro UK that he won't be deeply involved, but he might offer some assistance. Okay. He told CNET. So. 
Advisor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Advisor. Yeah. Kind of like, if, hey, you're screwing this anything. up. Don't do that. Yeah. Speaking of screwing things up, Chris, that leads Uh-oh. us to our last news article for the TV section. Dominic Purcell, done with the CW Legends. We're going to a small little website known as comicbook.com for this one. And this is by Jamie Lovett. Phenomenal dude. Uh, so this comes over two, two different uh, Instagram posts. I'm going to go to the first one and then we'll come back to this because this was deleted and we'll come back to it. Quote, deal isn't done. I have no interest. Whatever cash they throw on the corporate level, I'm walking away from CW Legends of Tomorrow. It's been a total pleasure and a humbling experience bringing DC Comics iconic character Heatwave Mick Rory to life. I smashed this character. Not an actor in the world. Could have done better. Fact. Uh, time to move on and see how shit unfolds. Katie Lotz, Nick Zano, look after the kids coming through. They need education. They are a number. Teach them to not rely on loyalty from the studio. The studio does not care. The actor's work ethic and talent must give them confidence and question authority. Much love to all. It's not lost on me how very fortunate I am. Act, and this is all caps. Actors, hit me up on DM. I like how you managed to clean that up on the fly. I, I had to, yeah. <laughs> Um, there were there were a couple other quotes in there uh, or lines that I could not put on the show, so it makes you wonder though what's really going on behind the scenes. And again, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers in DC, you saw the same thing with Ray Fisher, uh, Ray Palmer, who plays Ray Palmer, I'm just blanking on his name and his wife's name, Brandon Ruth, and his wife is. Uh, Mrs. Ruth. Mrs. Ruth. Um, they both left last season apparently due to issues with uh, Warner Brothers as well. And now Dominic Purcell is. It, it makes you think, you know. Um, so I'm trying not to, uh, to scroll too far because I don't want to be spoiled on this season yet. But he did delete that Instagram post and now he made this one. Uh, he clarified his status. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, so he said, why so serious? My last post, I needed a laugh. It was a joke and the press went nuts. And yes, I will always F with the press. It's fun watching them be clickbaited. Truth is, yes, I am leaving the show, but will come back periodically. It's a handshake deal with my boss, Phil Clemmer. I don't have a beef with the studio Warner Brothers. I don't have a beef with anyone except myself. Ha ha. Shit woke up this morning. Like I caused mass riots, emails, phone calls. But what a genius negotiation move. I am loved. P.S. My dear friends, the press got a great one for you next week. You're going to love it. That is my agent called and said that <laughs> yeah. they want me back for some episodes, so yeah. I need to clean this up. Yeah. If, if you wanted to get paid at least a little bit of money, you're going to have to pull this back is what that is. Um, the one thing got, got me curious. P.S. My dear friends, the press got a great one for you next week. You're going to love it. This, I wonder if he's got a movie deal with something somewhere. Or a new, a new show, maybe? A new... Could he be going to Powerpuff? No, not with him trash talking him like he did. Because that's a Warner Brothers title. Could so. he be cast in Marvel oh, in some ways? God, I, could he, could, I want that. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Put the speculation hats back on. Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. But uh, it's a little curious to, to see what he's talking about with the Warner Brothers. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because that's... Because what everyone else is saying, too. So, mm, That's a big company. you got to... Yeah. 
gotta be careful about that one. They own there's, a lot of things. <laughs> there's nothing in his original post to indicate he was just messing around. No. It sounded yeah, he exactly was very, like very ticked off. Very McRory esque is how that how I read that post. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder if it happened that they had told him they weren't gonna bring him back full time. So mm. he popped off and then his agent worked out a deal for him to return for some episodes. Yeah. And uh, so that means he's like gonna be they, alive in the show and just settle down or something like that. Well, not necessarily. I mean, they do travel through time, so uh, touche. They could go touche. back and find him in the past. When it's so, it's him and Katie Lott, so the only two original legends that are on the show still. And so, after he leaves after this season, it would just be Katie Lott's. Which uh-huh. I mean, they can still do the show. There, there's so many characters they can do throughout the DC um, timeline. So I'm not too worried about it, but that's. Uh, I feel like even this last season I've been watching, he his time is relevancy is starting to come down a little bit because we yeah. how many more storylines do we need to do with him? Mm-hmm. So, and speaking of storylines, let's bring it to our releases this week. Friday, April 23rd, Shadow and Bone come to Netflix based off of the uh, New York bestseller book. Um, I am going to watch this show. I'm going to at least do episode one before this next podcast and get my first initial thoughts and reactions on it. It is one of those where the trailer has me really hooked. I'm really excited to watch it. And once I finish season one, I will buy the book and read it there as well. Just, just, for, just for giggles. So that's it for TV. I, I really should have uh, remembered the title of this show. It's on Netflix. You'll probably know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, but it's based in the Sherlock Holmes universe. I already forgot it. <laughs> Is it coming out soon or something? It's on there now. Oh. Season one's on there now, but it's like these kids who handle, or young people, oh. who handle the, the darker mysteries for Sherlock and Watson. I thought about checking that out. I just didn't have time this week. It was called... The Irregulars. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that is the one I've been meaning to watch. They completely forgot which one it was. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's something else I need to <laughs> delve into. They oh. could have come up with a different name. Yeah, you could. Yeah. The Irregulars yeah. makes it sound like you just need, uh, you know, some fiber. <laughs> right. Speaking of fiber, Chris. Yeah. Um, before we get into this, uh, have you watched any other movies this week? No, this is the, our movie review was the only one. Of course, with all the TV shows yeah. right now, this is, this yeah. has been everything. This was, uh, so we, we both only watched Thunder Force. I week. wish it was different, Chris. I wish yeah, I watched I, something else. I do too. I, I do want to say this, um, <laughs> as sort of a lead in to, to our review, I <clears throat> really didn't have a problem at all with the performances. I think the actors mm-hmm. were fine. You know, they uh, everybody gave a good performance. Uh, we did get to see, and I'm sorry I'm blanking on her name. Uh, she played Mantis oh, it in, was, in the MCU. Uh, uh, Palm Clemente. Yeah. I didn't uh, even recognize her, to be fair. My wife was the one that pointed that one out. She's uh, she plays Laser in the movie. 
Um, no eyebrows still. She's not. She's not really the big bad, but she's sort of next in line. Mm-hmm. Um, this film. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, start us off, Chris. <laughs> so. I'm I'm gonna give my grade up front. This is getting like a D minus. Oh, um, that's where mine's at. It's exactly where mine is at. I. Oh, it was so painful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed like they took a bunch of different sketches and and put them in a film and then just filled in stuff around them. You start off with the setup for the two main characters that we <clears throat> we really didn't need, to be honest, because they didn't give us enough of it. Mm-mm. Uh, there's a the scene where they um, they're arguing. They're in college, and they're arguing after Melissa McCarthy's character has let Olivia Spencer's character oversleep and miss an exam. Um, they have that little spat on the sidewalk, and she bites off the friendship bracelet that she'd been wearing and throws it down. It's like. That doesn't have any impact. I'm not invested. Yet. Right. You're you're like five minutes into the movie, <laughs> and it just they never they never pull you in as a viewer to make you care about these characters because it's there's no there's no depth. It's just what's there on the surface, and. Uh, I understand it's a superhero farce. It's supposed to be a comedy. It's just meant to... And I laughed a few times during the film, but it was just... These days, there's so much good storytelling out there, even in these superhero flicks, Mm -hmm. that you've got to bring it, even if it's something... And what got me is the movie's an hour and 47 minutes long. It's a long movie. For there not to be any depth. Mm Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna have an hour forty seven minute movie like this, the first twenty five minutes needs to be set up to get people invested. Or have some good flashbacks to explain what happened before. But there was nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's just disappointing. So well, I'm gonna go ahead and start off. Jason Bateman was the best part of this whole movie to me his yeah. the the crab his character was something i every time he delivered a line i laughed so hard with his physical comedy like uh-huh. when i'm not gonna give spoiler or anything for this yet but when him and uh melissa mccarthy's character on a date at this seafood restaurant and she's rubbing butter on his claw He's like, oh yeah, just butter it up. Mm-hmm. I was just like straight face. Like, how do you do that? Um, so I wrote some notes for this one. So the you know the villains are called miscreants. I thought that was a very cool name for the villains. How right. none of these people are superheroes. How there are no superheroes whatsoever between or anything until our two uh, characters you know show up is beyond me. Right. So. My biggest nitpick I had with this was the jokes were so boring and oftentimes they stayed on the same joke for like three to four minutes and just would not like keep retelling the jokes. Like I don't remember which ones they like every single one of them. 
They stayed on it, and then they just did not move on. Like, oh, I wish I could bring some of them up, but like it was, they just never went on. So Metacritic has given this a 34, and IMDb reviewers have given it a 4.4. If that lets anybody know of how how accepted this, well, how like this film is. What's the Rotten Tomatoes score? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Let me see. Uh, it going off of your, uh, your point of like the, there are. What's this movie called? Uh, Thunder Force. I'm sitting here. I, I wish I could forget. Uh, your point of there are superhero movies that you can still make interesting even in this day and age, like Zoom Superhero Academy with uh, Tim Allen. Like mm-hmm. that was a good one. He had depth. All the characters had depth. And I think it was a shorter movie than this one was. But mm-hmm. a Rotten Tomato audience score was 23%. Critic score Ugh. was 23% as well. Um, now, to me, one one of the gags that you're talking about, one of the things that they kept, I think they were trying to make it a, turn it into a joke, is when she's constantly complaining about the number of shots that she has to get, but how right. Olivia Spencer just has to take a pill, and she's like, that better be doing something to you. Yeah, like, it's just stuff like and, that. And like, even when they would tell a joke, like, she just, they would just keep talking about it. And I'm like, okay, we, we said the joke, we said the delivery, let's move on. But, uh, um, like eating the eating the raw chicken, over eating the, the raw chicken the tablet. Yes, like just constant. Like I was like, come, why are we still doing this? Um, they had a good cast. So I mean, uh, Melissa Ponzio, she was um, the mom and uh, Teen Wolf, one of my favorite mm-hmm. TV shows. I mean, uh, Palm Mantis, you know, Jason Bateman. I mean, they had good set of people. Just. Um, didn't deliver. It just did not do well. Yeah, that that was my D minus. There was Jamie said you're not going to give that an F. I said it, it was the, the acting was yeah. The CGI was okay. Um, the every time Melissa McCarthy did anything in the air, you could very well see she's on wires. Like at why they did the Lambo with her doing a backflip on the Lambo. It just looked ridiculous to me. Um, some things, like, but they could have easily made this an hour and 15-minute movie. Um, yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, I just, oh, man. But the little daughter, um, Tracy, played by Taylor Mosby, I thought she did a really good job. I'm really curious to see if they do come back and make another one of this movie. I, oh, God, I kind of hope no. But... I hope we focus on her more than we focus on these two characters. And I know that's not going to be the case. Yeah. Oh, uh, another gag that they kept, even at the end of the movie, they kept playing this up You know, after Melissa McCarthy comes out of the river and she just keeps barfing river yeah. water. It's like, stop. Yeah. It, we uh, we and, get it. You know, everyone hot, hot, cheering hot. at the end, thunder force. I was like, okay, we're this is real cringy. Can we please, dear God, stop this? Like it, oh, and, you know, part of it too was just um, so bad. I've I've seen a lot of stuff that Melissa McCarthy's done because I I remember when she first really probably broke through was when she was back on Gilmore Girls, mm-hmm. right? Um, and she's really really good. But this, if for people wondering that have seen a lot of her stuff, this character 
is very reminiscent of some of her other movie characters, where she's just kind of... The character's almost ditzy. Like, the, there's a scene when she's in the lab. Uh, she's been left alone, and this is this is early in the film. And she's so intent on what she sees through a pair of glass doors that she walks right into the glass door. Yeah. And it's it's that kind of stuff. Like, she's she's kind of... She plays that... It, it's kind of like with Adam Sandler, right? Hubie Halloween. The, the, yes. voice that he, the voice that he used for that was so close to Bobby Boucher. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you're doing the same thing here. Yeah, we could do different characters. Yeah. Uh, and so that wasn't that wasn't good, but what really let this down was the script. Mm. It just it wasn't well written. No. Um I understand it probably had a low budget because of compared to to other movies because it was you know, it's not a major production. Oh, so it was written and directed by Bill Fal- uh, Ben Falcone. He was he put himself in the movie. Um, yeah, he was, he was the guy that, Yeah, he was the guy that got tasered. Yeah, the first time. So I mean, oh man, I mean, he doesn't have a. Oh, he did Tammy. Okay, so Life Another of the Party. Life of the Party is Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, I mean he so. he's yeah. This is okay. That makes sense. Well, that's that. Yeah, I'm glad that's over. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes you gotta watch a film like this to appreciate the other films. Amen. You know? I could have said that better. <laughs> and speaking of other films, we're gonna see next week. We're gonna be. Uh, we we didn't do a poll this week because this uh, is one that we definitely. It's my well, fault. This is one that we definitely wanted to see anyway. Yeah. We wanted to check it out. Uh, Mortal Kombat is gonna be on HBO Max, mm-hmm, so we're gonna mm-hmm, review mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. The trailers are really good. Oh, Tyler, when you dance like that, I'm glad that some people just listen on audio. <laughs> Wait. All right, let's get to the movie news here. Um, first up, Mads Mikkelsen is going to co-star in the next Indiana Jones movie alongside Harrison Ford. And set to come out, in July of 2022, this is another one of those movie projects, though, that has been pushed back for years. I think they've been talking about doing this Indiana Jones for at least six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of you are going to recognize Mads Mikkelsen from the former TV series Hannibal, which was phenomenal. Also had Gillian Anderson in it from the X-Files. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I've, never, I've never seen I, it. I, I, Tyler's like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is from Deadline, and this is from Justin Kroll. Um, Following the news, Phoebe Waller-Bridge had landed the female lead in the next Indiana Jones movie. Lucasfilm has found Harrison Ford's next co-star in Mads Mikkelsen, who's set to join the next installment. James Mangold is taking over directing range from Steven Spielberg. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> who still is serving as a producer and is very much involved in various elements of the film. Um, John Williams, who has worked on every score in the 40-year-old franchise, including its iconic theme, also will return as composer. That's good news. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it does point out that this marks another major franchise for Mickelson. After coming on to the Fantastic Beast movies, in which he replaced Johnny Depp. Mm. Thanks, Amber Heard. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, it, it, I think it's a good casting move. Mm-hmm. You know, we I know when he joined Fantastic Beast, we talked about that being a good choice. If, if they were going to replace Depp, Mickelson's a good choice. Uh, yeah, what do you think? I I hope he plays a villain. Uh, I yeah. think that would be interesting to watch. And I, I've got a a tweet from Fandom.com, uh, and it's just pretty. He's got a pretty great resume now. So you've got mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. He's been in the MCU and Doctor Strange. Uh, he's been in James Bond. He's been in. Uh, he's being in the Wizarding World as for Fantastic Beast. And he's also been the Star Wars in Rogue One. I mean, Disney likes this guy. And yeah. I'm sure they had a lot of sway when it came to the candidates for it. And, but I'm excited. I'm not a big Indiana Jones fan, but I'm going to watch the movie regardless. But I really hope he plays a villain because I just like him being a bad Good guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's like Jeremy Irons used to be. And, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, yeah, he's, he's going to be... Re- Plus... <clears throat> folks that um, that latch on to some of these franchises <clears throat> when conventions come back I mean you got a whole second career going right. around to these conventions just getting autographs and pictures yeah because <clears throat> even horror conventions he can he can go into those on Hannibal because it's tied to the whole Silence of the Lambs mm-hmm. universe so <clears throat> he he's pretty much set if he wants to be all right. Next up, Lucy Wu has joined the cast of The Price is Right. No, that's wrong. <laughs> Shazam. Wrong article, Chris. Wrong article. <laughs> she's joined the cast of Shazam, and I'm, I'm actually stalling because I can't get my phone to open this up. There we go. And this comes from Variety. Byline to Adam B. Very. Um, it says Lucy Liu is officially a god. The Elementary and Why Women Kill star has joined the DC Comics adaptation Shazam: Fury of the Gods as the villain Calypso, the sister of Helen Mirren's villainous character Hespera. Um, that seems like pretty good casting. I'm excited about this one. <laughs> yeah, th- th- this is going to be it's going to be interesting to watch. And of course, Zach Levi. Yeah, you know. I, I just want to watch. I can watch his work <laughs> ever since Chuck. Man, I yeah. I will always be a fan of whatever he does. Yeah, and um, so Calypso is one of the ones I've actually heard about as a villain, and somewhere, some way, you know, reading the comics of different titles or uh, being one of the TV shows, I have heard of Calypso. So this makes me really excited, and I really like Lucy Liu. Ever yeah. since Futurama. Well, the movie is scheduled to open as of right now on June the second, twenty twenty-three. Uh, one tie-in between the characters, of course, for those that aren't familiar, um, Calypso, Lucy Liu's character, 
is the daughter of the Greek god Atlas, as was mm -hmm. Helen Mirren's character. Um, and that's kind of important here because Shazam, the way he's set up, he holds some sort of power from each of the gods. So he has Atlas's stamina, uh, Zeus's power, the strength of Hercules, the wisdom of Solomon, the speed of Mercury, and the courage of Achilles. So, yeah. This, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited about it. The oh. first one, the first one, I thought was really good too. Mm -hmm. What if the better DC? <laughs> See, same page, Chris. I love it. <laughs> yep. All right. Off we go. Um, the next news bit. Give me the article. Uh, Alfred Molina officially confirms his return as Doc Ock in Spider-Man No Way Home. Shocker. And Some of the rumors and speculation were true that he was on set. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> this one's going to come from Superhero Hype. And the byline goes to Blair Marnell. It says, back in December, reports emerged that Alfred Molina will reprise his role as Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man No Way Home. Neither Sony nor Marvel officially confirmed the return. However, Molina, is it Molina or Molina? Molina? Well, it depends on part of the country you're from. Molina is finally going on the record about his first appearance as Dr. Otto Octavius since Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. Um, he basically says he was approached by director John Watts, and he reminded Watts that Dr. Octopus drowned at the end of his previous appearance. Um, and according to him, Watts replied, in this universe, no one really dies. Which, he's not wrong. He's not so. wrong. <laughs> that gives you hope with Tony. Yeah. Uh, I'm always, they they got to keep Tony dead. That's a story for another. They've, they've got to keep him dead. You think so? Yeah, they'll keep him done. He okay. might come as like a cameo as a flashback, but he's he's got to be dead. Okay. Melena added that No Way Home will pick up Doc Ock's story right from that moment where he died. So that's going to be that's going to be a little interesting mm -hmm. um, that they're going to go that far back. Um, he also said he voiced his concern that he can't be as physical as he was in 2004. Alfred Molina is now 67. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said that Watts looked at him and said, did you see what we did to Bob Downey Jr. and Sam Jackson? They made Robert De Niro's face younger in The Irishman, but when he was fighting, he looked like an older guy. And that's what worried me about doing it again. Um, I don't have any concerns about that. I think they'll make it. Yeah, they'll be fine. fine. Yeah. You know. For the really intense stuff, they're going to have stunt doubles. And yeah, MCU's got it covered. I, they've done they're they've done everything. So. so, that was all of our news from the movie world. Um, again, releasing this week on HBO Max and in cinemas on April twenty third is Mortal Kombat. Do you see this movie? Because uh, Godzilla versus Kong was the biggest uh, movie premiere during the pandemic. Do you see this one beating Godzilla versus Kong? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I because I think 
to me, the average person that wasn't into Mortal Kombat is probably not going to go see this movie. Yeah. Not right now. Um, I think they're more apt to see Godzilla versus Kong because they know who the characters are. Right. Um, but then again, it's a few weeks later. There's people that are going to feel a little bit more comfortable about getting out, and they're tired of being pent up, and they're going to want to get out and do something. It's a new movie. It's a new movie. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. So, oh, I'm so excited for next week. Oh, man. Uh, let's get down to some video games. I, I want to start off with what we always do, what we've been playing. Uh, my main game this week has been continuing my Outriders playthrough. I'm getting closer to the end. I am so much in love with this game. I can't put it down. And I don't know if it's one of those where it's the beginning of the year and there's nothing really else to play right now. Although I've got uh, Destiny 2's uh, Guardian Games coming up starting on Tuesday, which that will take some of my time away from it. But uh, I'm excited, man. It's, it's it's a lot of fun, and I'm ready for, ready for new stuff, but I, I can't wait to get back into Outriders. What about oh, you, Chris? Resonant. Resident Evil's on the horizon, right? So you'll be able to... Uh, yeah, no, so the old Resident Evil 7 is up here on this shelf, and I have not gotten past the first little bit, so... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. It's, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Chris? What have you been playing? Um, well, I checked out Assassin's Creed Valhalla on the 5. Well... It looks amazing. As I told you, so much better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I've, I've been in that a little bit. Do trophies uh, pop? Have it. Yeah, they popped. Good. Haven't played a ton of Madden. Um, normally, I'm playing that a lot, but MLB the Show drops on the twentieth. What is today? Eighteenth. Eighteenth. Yeah, it drops on Tuesday. But since I pre-ordered, I got it on the 16th. Well, well so how are we thinking? I, I, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, the, with games like this, the gameplay doesn't change a ton from year to year. Uh, they do have a new pitching option that I haven't tried. Um, but graphically, with the way the game's set up, it looks really, really good. I haven't messed with Stadium Creator either. Um that's supposed to be a big feature for the next-gen consoles. Mm. And then in past years, you had to create your own uniform. And now they actually have some real-life uniforms in the game that once you acquire those cards, you can put those on your team. So. Do they have the same like ultimate team that Madden does? No, it's, it's a bit different. So one of the big differences, EA is a little bit more money-hungry than Sony. Shocker. Uh, Shocker. So, yeah. they EA has more microtransactions tied in, where it's um, you'll you'll go up the XP ladder, and some of the rewards are the chance to purchase packs hmm. with real with real world money. Um, whereas on the show, if you hit a level and there's a pack there, you get it. You know, you hmm. don't have to. You don't have to spend any real-world money in the game at all. Uh, you don't have to with Ultimate Team, but if you want those rewards that you've earned, you have to. Um, the other cool thing is, with this, you can play different modes within the game. 
and earn XP toward Diamond Dynasty, which is their Ultimate Team mode. Whereas on Ultimate Team, you have to be in Ultimate Team, mm. playing Ultimate Team to earn XP toward Ultimate Team. So on Madden, you're kind of discouraged from trying out the rest of the game. Whereas with the show, you're encouraged to because you continue to earn that XP. Hmm. I, because it's coming to Xbox Game Pass, and I've been, I probably am going to try it out just because I haven't played, like we talked about last week, I haven't played an MLB The Show since, you know, we both used to work on a company we worked at. That was six, uh-huh. six, seven years ago now. Yeah. And so I'm going to try it out. I've, I, I need to get it pre downloaded on my console just for when Friday, uh, Tuesday hits. I just can play it instantly. Um, but, you know, you, you brought up the PlayStation 5. And, Chris, that brings us right into one of our news stories here. We're going to GamesRadar.com by Hiram Cryer. I hope I pronounced your first name right, Hiram. I apologize if I didn't. PS5 is the fastest-selling console in U.S. history. It is also the second best-selling console for February 2021. Uh, just below, you can see your report for NPD Group's Matt Piscatella revealing the PS5's record-breaking success. This is after four total months on the market, ranked by the total dollar sales that the consoles accumulated in the time on the market so far. Uh, Matt's tweet says, U.S. NPD... Total lifetime dollar sales of Switch hardware now exceed the Nintendo DS, making Switch Nintendo's second best-selling platform in U.S. tracked history. Nintendo Wii was the first. Switch is currently the seventh best hardware in lifetime U.S. dollar. And it goes on to say PlayStation 5 ranked as the second best-selling hardware platform in February in both unit and dollar sales. PlayStation 5 is currently the fastest-selling hardware platform in U.S. history. Total dollar sales after four months on the market. Shocker. Supply and demand, and I mean. So I don't, have they even released enough consoles to qualify? (laughs) (laughs) To me, no. And the fact that they haven't even, I'm curious to see the actual amount of units. I know it's probably the fastest one and everything like that. I want to see the actual units. I don't want to see the, the numeric. I want to see where we're at with Xbox Series X and S, for that matter, and the PlayStation 5 to see. I just want to compare and contrast, just because, I mean, this is where we're at now. And and the money that they're making, are they also including what the scalpers are making off of it? Right. I, <laughs> I can't imagine that they've released enough units to sell at retail mm-hmm. and, and do those kinds of numbers. Especially with how hard it is to get grab one of these bad boys like i just don't yeah. i don't know it's I, i'm very curious and i'm sure surely by november of this year we'll have a, a unit sales but I mean, we're only four months into it being sold which is crazy to me because i feel like this happened you know in you know three years ago because this is 20 you know 2021 2020 was a horrible year and it yeah. feels like it was six years in one but uh, the last news article here for the gaming section is Oculus has announced it's hosting its first ever Oculus gaming showcase on April 21st. We are going to IGN.com, so it's just a small little website, by Adam Bankhurst. Oculus has announced it'll be hosting the first ever Oculus gaming showcase on April 21st at 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. And it will feature updates on Pistol Whip, Lone Echo 2, Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, and more. 
Uh, along set updates for Cloud Heads games, Pistol Whip, Ready at Dawn's Lone Echo 2, and ILMX Labs Star Wars Tale from the Galaxy's Edge. There'll be never before seen footage from unreleased games and a few surprises in quotes. Um, this, of course, is the, the VR headset that is owned by Facebook and launched in 2020. So, I, so Oculus Quest 2 has outsold every other Oculus headset combined. Oculus Quest 2, of course, is the cheaper price point one. No wires whatsoever, and it is one that I have almost bought maybe at a minimum of three times now. I have had it in my cart and have almost hit confirm. I'm like, ah, don't. So I've got a PSVR. I love it. Oh, okay. I like it. The reason I don't love it is the cords. And the reason I'm so hesitant on buying an Oculus Quest is one, because of trophies. I love my trophies um, and getting them on PlayStation. And you can't do that on the Oculus. And it's connected to Facebook. I don't really like Facebook that much. You can't play Oculus without a Facebook profile. And like if you're banned off of Facebook, you're banned from the Oculus, which is I'm not banned on Facebook and never will be. But the reason I want it is because it's got so many good games on it and it's completely wireless. Like it's the headset and two joysticks for $300 and you're completely wireless. But the PSVR 2, they've even said, you know, it's less wires, but there still is going to be a wire. And I'm like, I, this is why the Oculus Quest 2 is doing so well and everyone wants one. It's even making it to the point where it's getting its own showcase. So yeah. uh, it's, they, they got to figure it out. I'm ready for those movies and video games and stuff where virtual reality is you're completely in. Like, I don't care if you got to put like a big needle on the back of my brain bank here. I'm ready for it, Chris. <laughs> but you know, like you, you joke, unless someone puts a stop to it, that's where it's going to go. Yeah. Right. It, it's going to get there where you can, you can watch a movie or you could be in the movie. You'll so, be able to jump in as a character or a creative character Mm-hmm. and take part in all the action. I hope to be alive for that one day. Um, and that's the thing now, like with VR, I could put my PlayStation headset on and you can watch Hulu and Netflix and stuff in a theater. And yeah. like you can simulate this theater. Of course, it's all digital, but it doesn't, doesn't look the best. But I honestly think sports games will get there first because I think it'll be they, easier. They've already have it. Like some of the, you can buy special pricing. I know in 2019, uh, you know, our friend Grant, he was even telling me about it. He asked, well, I had the PSVR. He said, have you done like a sporting event yet? I said, no, what do you mean? He says, you can buy tickets. And they've got certain, like in NBA games, is the first ones that did it, like they put it in a chair. And like it's the camera, it's the 360 camera, and that's your seat. And I don't know how much it was. But like you can sit here and do this right here, and you're there at the game, but you're in VR. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm talking like, Take Madden. That's going to be so easy to turn into virtual reality because if, say, you're in GM mode, you'll be sitting in the box watching the game on the field. Your phone will be ringing with a trade offer or an agent wanting to negotiate a contract. Like, well, even with Madden, you could still do it that way where you could do like a spectator mode. I again, I haven't played in so long, like sitting in a yeah. box. And make like a screen pops up and you make the plays and then like you can look up and they play the play on the field. 
Oh, that would be fun. I don't know why no one hires us to make these business decisions. Because I don't think it'd be that hard to do either. I mean, it's just VR, guys. Come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> notable new releases. You mentioned one earlier. MLB The Show for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4 and Xbox One. It comes out April 20th. And then Near Replicant version 1.22474487139 comes out for PC, PS4, Xbox One on April 23rd. Not enough numbers there. Uh, it was there's a little ellipses there, so there's more. Oh, okay. I just brought in it, shortened it down a little bit. Um, yeah, anything else, Chris? That's episode twenty-two. No, I don't. Uh, we're gonna be doing Mortal Kombat next week. Yep. Make sure you do your homework. I'm gonna finale watch Shadow of, and Bones. Finale uh, of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Don't mention that. It's too soon. Yeah, it's too soon. Uh, and then we're gonna have a little gap. Mm-hmm. Unless we do, we'll we'll talk off off air and figure out what we can do to kind of fill in a little bit of time there. Yeah, I guess for you guys too, the viewers and listeners, if you have an idea for us to little segments or anything you want us to do, let us know down in the comments. Send us an email or uh, tweet at us at um, nerd underscore white on Twitter, or you tweet at me ty underscore haynes or chris at mattn seven. Let us know either what you want us to do for those little uh, for those little lulls here because we don't have. I mean, Superman and Lois is off air. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier is to be our last week for it. And then we come up with a game plan uh, for episode 23 and talk about what we're going to do. I like it. we got a big week next week. It'll be fun. I'm excited. But, guys, thank you all so much for watching and listening. Like I said at the top of the show, if you like this show, make sure you subscribe and share it to all your family and friends on social media. Um, again, give us a thumbs up if you like. If you don't like us, go down to the comments. Let us know why or tweet at us what we could do to improve the show. Um, as always guys, this has been the NerdWide Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Make sure you stay safe and make sure you do your homework of the Mortal Kombat on HBO Max this week so we could get into it and make sure you watch Falcon and Winter Soldier because it's gonna we're gonna have a lot to talk about. I can already tell you on that one. But guys, have a great week. Later, guys.